Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 44 of Solid Saturday. Our today's guests, Judith and Jim, they are best-selling authors of 8 books, married psychology team, and have more than 70 years of combined experience helping people break through their personal barriers to liberation and success in various areas of life, including professional success as well as love and real romance. Today, they are an executive coaching team for tech company leaders around the world as well as the host of their popular podcast series, Overcoming the Fear of Being Fabulous, which went straight into the Apple or iTunes top 50 most listened to podcast the very first week it went live. I'm sure we are going to have very good conversation with them because uh, we are discussing career growth, professional career, you know, barriers in the personal lives and I feel they are the perfect leaders to guide us through their experience and uh, we are going to learn from their career journey as well as how did they find their area of interest and managing to lead that career interest. So, welcome Judith and Jim and very happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Nisha. Thank you, Nisha. It's our pleasure to be here. Yeah, and it's pleasure is all mine and really appreciate all your time and consideration. So before we get directly into the questions, uh, I would like to start with your story, how you both met and, you know, how did this journey started? We met on a blind date. Uh-huh. And what's important here for everybody to understand is that Jim and I, before we ever met, long, long ago, were professional actors. Jim was a stage actor and I did a lot of television and we both walked away from our careers. So on our blind date, we spent about an hour talking about why did you walk away? Why did you quit? And it led to a vast discussion that went on for the rest of our lives about the fear of being fabulous. Oh, wow. That's great. And uh, to begin with, our first question is about, you know, uh, Jim, you were actor as well as uh, Judith, you both were in the acting career. And uh, you hold PhD in psychology and then you are an executive coach, trainer, author. So while handling these multiple roles and responsibilities, what do you feel that you enjoyed the most and why? All those options? Yes. Right now, what we're doing right now, we are executive coaches in Silicon Valley and around the world. And we are producing a program now called Being Fabulous in Business with some extraordinary women who work for the Jackie Lyles Group in Houston, Texas. That's what I'm enjoying, enjoying most now. I am also, I have written my first two novels, and today I will put the finish on the third novel. And that's it. it, it they're very poetic and philosophical, philosophical and poetic. I enjoy that a great deal. Wow. Uh, I'm just loving talking to you guys. And, uh, you know, uh, you are like the most experienced people on my show. So I'm going to learn a lot more as well as audience is also going to learn a lot more from your experience. So when we are talking about this area of interest, as you mentioned that right now you are more over into, you know, coaching side and you are looking forward to train and coach multi, like uh, multiple people and more over like a women in the business. So um, what do you think? You know, what are the important things that one has to go through when one person, like, you know, anybody finds their interest or the passion? 
when people have found their work that they're really passionate about, what we see that most people fail to do is give themselves permission to excel. Mm -hmm. They suffer from what is today called the imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. very frequently feeling like, how did I get here? I shouldn't be this successful. And they play themselves down. Mm -hmm. They have a very difficult time receiving praise and mm -hmm. compliments. So we would under ur urge everyone watching your podcast mm -hmm. to take stock. How well do they receive praise and compliments? Because if you can't receive it, you're not being nourished, you're not being encouraged, and it's up to you to change that. If you can't receive it, in fact, you can't give it. Okay. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Uh, and uh, definitely, it is very wise, actually, uh, to listen from you guys. And when we are talking about this, uh, you know, your podcast series, which is a lot more popular, I also checked out the episodes, and I love them. So overcoming the fear of being fabulous what is this about and why do you feel that you know people have the fear well all of, all of, all of us live with unconscious content mm -hmm. content or unconscious mind and it's not accessible most people don't know what what's going on in their own minds and the unconscious is dominant so if something is there you will keep repeating it. That's your only, the only real non-therapeutic clue is something is going on. You keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's because you're trapped in some unconscious belief, some unconscious commitment. We call those allegiance, unconscious allegiances. There's also, also the other side, which are unconscious forbiddances. This is logically simply follows. If you had a dedication to one direction, mm -hmm. you don't go in another direction. Well, when it gets, when it's personal, like emotion is not simply random. You don't go, you are forbidden, inter internally forbidden to go in another direction. What's important to understand here in terms of what Jim is talking about mm -hmm. is that we are all taking in the environment we grew up in. Mm -hmm without any ability until the age of about seven, eight, or nine, when the brain has developed sufficiently to question the values, what we've been taught as young children. That's a fact. That is brain anatomy. So anybody that's raised in a family that is being taught, be humble, don't brag, don't toot your horn, who do you think you are? You're never going to amount to much. I wish I'd never had you. And plenty of parents say those things. Mm -hmm. Then when you're an adult, mm -hmm. that unconscious stuff is in your mind controlling you unless you begin to question it, come to terms with it, and change consciously. This is not that difficult to understand. Mm -hmm. Think about people's dedication to their religions. Mm -hmm. the religion may be a fantasy, but they're dedicated anyway. And they will work ambitiously to maintain that fantasy. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. yep, that did definitely makes sense as you are mentioning the word dedication and that shows in your career journey as well actually. So you are dedicated towards your career and you achieved that success. So definitely mm-hmm. if somebody tries to pursue it with the full of dedication, uh, definitely they can win over the unconscious mind and have the conscious efforts towards the success. So it's not automatic. It's not automatic. You yeah. have to focus on it and yeah. do the work necessary to excavate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, moving towards one more thing that, you know, um, we are talking about the tagline that you came up with, which is you are a miracle. You have created the three minute video also, which I'm definitely going to encourage audience to check it out. Um, so what do you think people have so many doubts about themselves? Like, you know, uh, what would you like to explain the idea behind it when you are saying somebody that you are a miracle and why we have to say it explicitly to anybody? So many people are busy comparing themselves with someone else and downplaying who they are. Somebody else is smarter. Somebody else is more ambitious. Somebody else is prettier, more handsome, whatever it might be. And we created the three-minute video, which is free, so Mm -hmm. we have to invite everyone to watch You Are a Miracle. Mm -hmm. Because the message is, you are a -a one-of-a-kind miracle. There is no one else on this planet, and never has been and never will be again, who is you. Mm -hmm. You are responsible solely for you. So people need to go to overcoming the fear of being fabulous.com slash miracle. Mm-hmm. And it's free, costs nothing, and the message is very powerful. People tell us all the time how it was helpful to them to really see what a miracle they are. Yep. So I would definitely encourage the audience, do check it out. Whenever I publish this episode, I'm going to post the links as well, associated links. So thank you. Have the freedom to check it out. Now, Alicia, the life we live here on this planet is very precarious. One of the definite constants in constants in this life is change. Change is ever ongoing all the time. But that can lead to insecurity. That then leads to the doubt people have about themselves. They're not sure how and basically not sure how to get through what's going on. And when they really when they're really frightened by it, they reach or things like religion, which claims absolute knowledge. Well, if you have something that's absolute, you can be pretty secure. Mm-hmm. Well, is our, my, my place, it's our position, that doesn't work. Yeah. And as you mentioned, one more thing actually about the change. Definitely it shows that, you know, how adaptable you are uh, with the new technologies as well. You adapted everything throughout your career journey and you were everywhere actually. You were interviewed like, more than 3,000 times and uh, it shows your uh, adaptability actually towards the change so I was when I was a kid actually I heard this line saying that you know change is the only constant thing in your life so as you grow along you have to accept the changes so that is very wise and uh, uh, thank you so much I'm really enjoying talking to you guys moving towards our next question is about most commonly asked to me actually by the professionals which is like about career growth and success so first thing is like you know i would like to ask is how you define the success and when it comes to the career growth what are the common mistakes you find among the professionals i i'll grab this one 
Mm-hmm. Career success is growth and change, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be ambitious mm-hmm. and to be clear about what gives you pleasure, what you want to go after, mm-hmm. not getting stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say there aren't some people who arrive at a particular position in their career and they enjoy it and that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But so many people start to downplay their capacity and mm-hmm. they, then they start saying things like, well, I've got this far, I got further than I ever expected to, what makes me think I can get ahead even more? I'm just going to give up and I'll stay settled where I am. And, then and we call that the fear of being fabulous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that is the fear of being fabulous. And then they feel frustrated. Mm-hmm. They feel stuck. And they don't need to. They do not need to. They can overcome the fear of being fabulous. And to succeed in any dimension, you need persistence. You need a vision, mm-hmm. you need adaptability, so you can change with whatever comes to you. Though that's most people are not tr- prepared in school for those kinds of moves. Mm-hmm. They find themselves stuck and afraid, so they don't move forward. I want to define something here. When we say fabulous, we don't mean the Taj Mahal. We don't mean hundred million dollars. We don't mean anything that sort of stuff. What we mean. It's getting beyond what's blocking and taking the next step. That's a huge move. If people don't know that, know it, first of all, appreciate it, they can't move. Yeah. And as you mentioned, taking that extra step, right? Uh, I always differentiate between, like, you know, when we think about the people, uh, when we think about people who are more uh, getting settled down in their own, like, you know, comfort zone and the people who go extra mile or the extra step, to achieve the, what they want to achieve or, you know, when they, as you mentioned that when they overcome their fear of being fabulous and they uh, took that, take that extra step to achieve what they want to or the, what they are worth doing. So I think uh, does that something always differentiates between the leader and the follower? We say because leaders always show that color, courage kind of thing where they want to go extra mile and you know, reach out and pursue their passion further. And pursuing the extra mile Mm -hmm. often has to do with either asking for a promotion, Mm -hmm. if you're working corporately, you need to talk to your manager and ask what's involved to get my next promotion. Mm -hmm. So many of our clients over the years have said, oh, that's so pushy. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to be seen as that aggressive. Mm -hmm. And we learn that back in their family culture, you were supposed to head down, work hard, and somehow miraculously you'd get ahead. And we say, no, no, that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. You have to speak up. And mm-hmm. in many professions, there are ways that you still must tell your agent, tell mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. that you want more. And, and I want to just double back on Jim and I grew up in homes where the words ambition and mm-hmm. career didn't exist. Neither of our fathers graduated from high school. They worked everyday jobs. Mm-hmm. So, so another thing we realized that when we were acting and we were being paid and we were being paid well and we were getting ahead, mm-hmm. we had no sense of ambition or career. Mm-hmm. It, it was simply work. And when something else came along, 
we left oh. without any consciousness of what we were doing. Also, the families we came from, particularly my family, the little job was central. They had a job. It's a good job. You do, you do a good job. Job, job, job. Never a career. Jobs are what you do in the moment. Career is long term. I can be very good at what I'm doing in this moment. I had no idea about a career. Then I would say stuck in that, not only in that moment, in that task, or whatever, and then I hate it. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true actually. And uh, I, I can definitely you know, find this more useful for the audience because a lot more times I get those questions around uh, career growth and how you are managing. Like whenever we think about the growth or something, doing something beyond your day-to-day -day job as well, I think you have to spend the time actually. So you don't have to worry about the weekends or don't have to worry about, you know, uh, working after hours, like, you know, like nine to five. So that is definitely something comes towards the commitment as well, if you are trying to pursue something. And uh, you are truly doing that. So I'm really, very happy to have you guys on the show. And uh, moving towards one more important question, or rather I would say one of the, your roles. Before we leave this question, before we leave this question, another deadly emotional quality is humility. But people hear, oh my God, what do you, do you expect me to be a bragger? You expect me to be uh, uh, hyperbolic? How do you expect me to live? I thought I'm not being humble. People use humility to contain themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, let me give you our definition of humility. Humility is not the false suppression of your gifts. Mm -hmm. True humility is the full expression of your gifts as a way of honoring their source. If you keep that algorithm in place, you won't become arrogant. And we mean source with a capital S. Mm -hmm. However people understand the universe and how we are here, mm -hmm. honoring the source by being all that you can possibly be. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I'm really very honored actually when I got the reply saying yes. I was like, oh God, that's like, you know, um, it's great to have you guys on the show because uh, I did like a 40 plus episodes now and um, I'm hoping to do a lot more in future as well. And when we are talking a lot more about this career growth, uh, I don't think I would have had more, like, you know, more wise guests than you guys. Like you are the most precious to for me for this show particular show because it stands particularly about passion career growth and the leadership and i think you are the best leaders i have got so thank you so much and moving towards our next question which is one more role uh, that you play being an author so you both are the authors of the heart of marketing love your customers and they will love you back what is it what is it about and any Quick tips or advice would you like to give to the audience who are looking to excel in their career? We titled the book, The Heart of Marketing. Yes. Love your customers and they will love you back. Because so many people in business do hard sell. Pound, pound, pound. You need this. It's a bargain. You have to buy it yesterday or you're going to lose out. Blah, 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 blah. And yes, you can make sales that way. And yes, you may even be able to get a new position in a company by being pushy. But 
we canvassed all the people on our list of what were their most important questions about marketing their product and marketing themselves. And we answered those questions in our book. So this book is very practical. We have a number of uh, former clients that have come to mind, a, a massage therapist who uses this book as her Bible for how to grow her career. The heart of marketing, love your customers and they will love you back. Because that's what you're after. You are after being viewed positively by everyone around you. Mm-hmm. It does not focus on closing the deal, closing the sale. If you close the sale, that temper, that's localized. This focus on how you're going to build a long-term relationship with your customer. That's mm-hmm. entirely different and also provides for security under your business. Mm-hmm. And when we are talking about this, you know, um, uh, loving your customers, it is moreover about understanding your customers as well. So, uh, yeah. what are the important tips actually would you like to give to the audience when it comes to reading your customers or knowing your customer well? It's important that people understand who they are mm-hmm. appealing to. Mm-hmm. It's important when people are either starting their own business or if they're working for a corporation, what that corporation is appealing to mm-hmm. so that they have a clear idea of who the customer is. It may require canvassing the customers, which a lot of companies do. Mm-hmm. And certainly online now, people can do A, B testing where they try A, you know, A, and then they try to get B, and Mm -hmm. they see which one works best. Mm -hmm. So what we're encouraging people to do is have a close emotional relationship with Mm -hmm. whoever it is they are appealing to. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. That is is something important to learn, I guess, uh, when it comes to the marketing. And uh, does it come along with the experience or is there anything that you would like to suggest to the audience? Like, you know, any uh, online course or books, specific books, you would like to check? Your book is already there actually in the market. So I would definitely encourage audience to check that book out. But uh, anything apart from that you would like to uh, guide? Back from you. Uh, simply to be conscious of it. Yeah. Okay. Of, you know, who you are appealing to. Including when you are going out on a job interview, and uh-huh. today, today it's not going out, it would be on a Zoom call to have a job uh-huh. interview, but people are hiring. Uh-huh. It, it, it's really important to understand the business of the company that you are applying to uh-huh. to make sure you are a good fit uh-huh. for what they do. Uh-huh. That would be another audience for you to understand and hopefully care about. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing and moving towards uh, one more book. Uh, I couldn't resist myself because there were so many good books. You already wrote like eight or sort of eight books, which is like a great achievement to have. Uh, one more book of both of yours is that The Smart Couple's Guide to the Wedding of Your Dreams, New World Library. So when it comes to romance and the wedding, uh, what changes do you see in the society that could help people in their relationships? Well, the reason that we wrote um, The Smart Couple's Guide to the Wedding of Your Dreams is that we saw that far too many couples go back to the old-fashioned way of having a wedding. Mm -hmm. The bride and her parents pay for everything, plan everything, and the groom is excluded. Mm 
Mm-hmm. That is not a healthy way to start a marriage. Mm-hmm. Our book encourages people to create their wedding together as a team, as Jim and I did. Mm-hmm. We created our own wedding. We wrote our own vows. Mm-hmm. We, we faced the audience. Mm-hmm. Why on earth should the bride and groom have their backs to their friends and family? Mm-hmm. And, and the officiant is who they get to see who they don't care about. Mm-hmm. So we encourage people to create their wedding to fit who they are mm-hmm. so that they start their married life mm-hmm. in, in joint agreement and creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting off to a really positive start. Also, going back to dating, we have a phrase that we use, date the way you want to mate. Date, date, live in your dating like you would live in your marriage. Uh-huh. If you, for example, if a woman wants to be taken care of by the man uh-huh. when they're married, financially in every other way, she should not pay for any of the dating. Make it clear she wants him to be. Because when you get the marriage, suddenly he's, he's surprised. Wait, wait, wait. You want me to pay? You, why don't you pay? That's a frequent argument. And also, when they, uh, when, uh, she's, she, if she wants to be a real partner, mm-hmm. then she pays for half. He pays for half. They go back and forth. They create. The way they want to meet. That's what we did. <laughs> and I had dated the old-fashioned way for many years, and it was completely unproductive and frustrating and maddening. But about a year before I met Jim, <laughs> I realized I had to date the way I didn't know the phrase then. But <laughs> certainly at the end of our first date, and the check came, Jim said, may I pay for this? And I said, only if I can pay the next time. <laughs> So I let him know that I was going to be paying half mm-hmm. and that I wanted to see him again. And when we got up to the parking lot, I said to her quite spontaneously, if you're, if you're paying the next time, you call me. Mm-hmm. She said, yes, I will do that. Then we, we were launched. And he got 50 more points for that. It was back before people texted. So phone calls were the way to connect. And... We went from there in terms of developing a a mature, healthy, grown-up relationship Mm -hmm. that that is also fun and romantic still to this day, 33 years later. Mm -hmm. That's great. And uh, it's really very inspiring, actually, for the today's generation because a lot more marriages and the relationships, the way it works nowadays, uh, people are less patient, I feel. And they are ready to quit from the relationships. So really very inspiring to see you both uh, succeed as well as uh, God bless you both, both of you. Uh, moving towards, uh, coming back to our topic, like, you know, career and everything. Uh, when it comes to challenges uh, in a personal life or in a professional career, what should be the ideal approach for anybody to have? One of the, what is not an ideal approach, which many people suffer from, they don't ask for help. You want your career to advance, ask for help. Find people who can, who can give you an answer that you're looking for or the process that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And be sure to give help when you're asked, but mm-hmm. ask for help. Yep. Men tend to think that demeaning. 
It's not at all. Quite the opposite. Quite strong. And there are plenty of people out there who want to help you if, mm -hmm. if they know you need help. Mm -hmm. I would also encourage people to think that when they run into a challenge, it's a growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's time to stretch. It may, as Jim said, you may need help. Mm -hmm. Get it. Grow. Do not get stopped just because you've got a challenge. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, moving towards uh, the end of the show, but uh, I don't feel like closing this because it's very interesting to talk to both of you. Uh, but coming towards our uh, last question is about success. So when it comes to success, what are some of the approaches one can follow to be successful long term? And as you experience it for a long term, you both have combined 70 years of and you both are successful. So it would be great if you can share your experience actually to be successful long term, how it would be possible and how one can follow any approach that one can follow. So it's important to intend to okay. be successful long term. Too many people, when they get into their older years, mm -hmm. starting even in their 50s or 60s, begin to say to themselves, I'm at the end. I'm too old. Mm -hmm. they, won't, they won't want me anymore. Mm -hmm. Jim and I don't feel that way at all. Mm -hmm. We have, have Our success continues to grow because we intend it that way. Mm -hmm. That is what we want. We both expect to live past 100. We stay healthy. Yeah. We eat healthy. We have exercise. We have friends, family that we stay in contact with. And we intend to be successful long term. I can't underscore that enough. People undermine themselves yeah. mm -hmm. by starting to doubt whether it's the imposter syndrome or I'm getting too old or please, please, please. Don't, everybody listening to Leisha's podcast, do not let yourself fall into that. Yep. Also, success has to be defined by the person. Mm -hmm. If you have some idea of what you think success is, when you do succeed, you can't recognize it. You have to use your own definition as a, as a measure. So another thing really critical, mm -hmm. many people have successes little small successes. They have to be celebrated. Uh, you have to be acknowledged as such. Otherwise, you, you're always striving but never getting fed. That's, that's just crazy making. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, very wise, actually. And I'm very, very happy to have you both on my show. Really appreciate your time as well as the consideration to be on my podcast. And uh, just to summarize, I would just uh, highlight the quick keywords like, you know, that you mentioned that dedication, then conscious efforts and uh, uh, celebrating the uh, small successes is nothing but your life actually. So whether it is a personal life or your uh, professional career, it is all depends on your mindset and how you look into it and how you set for yourself. So thank you so much and uh, hope audience you will enjoy this show and episode as well as uh, if you have any more questions, definitely reach out to Judith and Jim. They, they are more wiser. And uh, as I mentioned a couple of times uh, in my prior post as well, as well as here in the podcast, that they are having the three minutes video on You Are a Miracle. So do check it out. And uh, if you have any questions or the feedback, please do feel free to reach out to them. 
Thank you so much. And as I always say, until we meet, happy leading. Let's live together. Stay safe. Thank you very much.